of search on what is cicada because um, firstly um, it is a new word for me I didn't know what it meant so I went to google it and it did talk about these um, something like an insect or a beetle that it, yeah yeah they are almost like the locusts right I mean it's just a different kind of species but they do come out um, out of nowhere so 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 I was I thought this was like really fascinating fascinating to have a song with it and 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 you just rightly said there is a, a reason for that and when you read that read it uh, what what you were saying that it was fascinating did you find out is there any medical um, reason behind why they were hibernating for seventeen years? Well, you know, their medical reason they they have clogged in their uh, system, you know, oh. and that clock 
so it's like uh, all, all humans and uh, every organism have circadian rhythm somehow oh, yes, the circadian rhythm so that came yeah. from the word i see yeah. i see but dr moby um you are such a fascinating person um i think a lot of us uh, in the podcast world we we are just like trying to um uh you know like trying to trail behind you you're so far ahead in everything you're such a multi talented um, individual you're a doctor you know you're using your left brain and you're using your right brain you are have such an artistic creative um uh, aspect of you uh, uh tell us about um the process of of coming up with the whole concept okay yeah this uh, song uh, actually it is uh, mentions uh, of course me there are two characters in it um, yeah. me moby and um camelia actually it is uh, uh, my wife uh, ah, so, okay and, and then I, in the animation uh, wrote, uh, in yes, the animation exactly. <laughs> <laughs> huh? yes is it yeah. <laughs> So I I measured and I I asked her is that okay to put your uh, name and she she said okay but uh, put it uh, a nickname don't put my real name I said okay that's fine so we put uh, the nickname which means a uh, flower okay so then uh, I wrote that and then the written song these are based on uh, actual stories so. Uh, when mm. I was kid, you know, I had uh, this, um, you know, little girl, and of course, I was also little. And mm. uh, then uh, I used to like her smile. Mm. So, so I just, uh, it just was, uh, you know, very fascinating. So, you know, when you are uh, in in that age, and yes. then it, it, so I had huge crush on that girl's smile. so i it just reminded me of that so i just uh, uh, you know i said oh yeah the, you know so you know so it reminds you of all that yeah and then and that's how i wrote the song wow and and also um it kind of uh, have the gap about a long time right because the memory when you were much younger um yeah. it talks about 17 years um the uh, cicadas um so it it kinds of like it's 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 a juxtaposition of something that it was in the past and now uh, to the future yeah exactly so near now to the future so it it uh, you know it kind of brings back so mm. what i uh, wrote about is that um, you know we have feelings and we have love and everything and it could be hidden but when the right time comes it just might blossom mm yeah and uh, dr moby um you know it, it is so fascinating um you as an artist in, and you are coming onto uh, this program uh, love cafe radio um as an artist today um you know and you you have this very very fascinating um interpretation about um this creative uh um world that you are are producing you are doing your television programs um you know it takes a lot a lot of creative juice it, it takes a lot of energy um in doing what you're 
you are doing at a side hobby or a side passion of yours and also at the same time having this um, creative streak in you to be doing like writing of songs. Um, uh, is there something in your life that you were kind of trained when you were young? Uh, is there something like an education thing that you kind of grew no. up or an environment that you grew up in? No, uh, well, the, the only thing I can say is, you know, when we were kids, uh, we were raised uh, basically very focused on education, you know. Uh, so I was, uh, you know, basically uh, my parents say I was uh, focused on education. They didn't have to do too much for me in terms of telling me to, because I would love to read and do things even when I was a kid, you know. So, um, you know, you, you love, uh, I love reading and I loved basically, uh, you know, uh, learn, learning. So it's, that kept going all my life and, um, you know, I did not change. But it was fascinating that um, now I am at that, uh, you know, age or time where you think about and you have little more time for creativity mm. and you have more time to think about, you know, what happened in earlier life and then try to make sense out of that. Yes. Um, so that's, that's the only difference is I have little more time now to think back and look back all these years and see, did I learn, what did I learn from it? So that's all it is. Mm, mm, mm. And, and also when I look at your MTV, there's a lot of uh, layers of creativity. There is, um, number one, of course, the music itself is amazing. Um, you know, it, it's a very mainstream, uh, it has a very mainstream appeal. Um, you know, the music is, is very upbeat, it's very catchy, um, like the last song that you had, um, Unsung Heroes has a very catchy tune and this is a very uplifting, it appeals to like, um, you know, it appeals to all ages, I can say this song, and, and, it, and it really could appeal to like different, um, uh, I should say across the culture, um, you know, I, I'm yeah. not into so much really about uh, the raps, it kind of sometimes it, it gets into me, I didn't understand that, but, but your music has a very mass appeal. Uh, for the song, yes, I that is true. Um, my last song, you know, we we, we were uh, basically honoring the, uh, you know all the healthcare providers, and we yeah. were unsung heroes, and we it had a different meaning. Um, you know, my mostly my song, my creativity is inspired by current events and by mm. what is happening. Uh, so. As you saw last time was unsung here. This time cicadas. So I don't know what will be the next, but you know, you should be. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm inspired by an event, and then I just start writing, and then wow. I have a great team to come up with the music uh, matching that. Um, you know, so uh, I think yes, uh, it took a lot of. Um, creativity to create the video on this yes um, a lot of lot of animation lot of layers and i had to come up with a dance sequence yeah. so i had to, i did that choreography myself uh, my yeah. wife helped me a lot yeah. um so she corrected me and you know, do like this and 
it should be like this. So uh, she, she, um, she actually helped me with the video too a lot uh, with uh, shooting it. Um, so it's me and her, we shot together. And, and you know, so I just did the whole song, uh, you know, even uh, most of the editing, all actually too. So yeah, it's just uh, me, my wife and myself. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, and you you're right that it has many layers which I wanted to um uh, talk about. Like you do have this uh, choreography and which um is what the um uh, animation uh uh it kind of dovetail to the animation that that it kind of like you know, you know because the animation it, it's so adorable, right? And it has its own uh choreography. And and you are almost like the mirror of the uh, cicada, because you are actually yeah. also uh, doing the same action with the the animation. So right, you are like yeah. being superimposed. Like that was me, um, and that was me like uh, in an animated form, and that was the story yeah. that you wanted to tell, right? Yes, exactly. So we had uh, matched the animation dance sequence actually I gave them uh, the, the one who created animation yeah I gave them uh, I had to do the dance first oh, and then wow. uh, I had showed them how to do that yeah uh, they, they are good with animation creation but they're not good with dance sequence and all that so I had to do all that uh, and then I did and then uh, my wife uh, helped me with choreography a lot so yeah. Um, yeah uh, and, and also the looks and everything so I you know just like you know you and I was joking with my wife and said now look at your name and my name and our love story is forever in, in the wow books. wow it's um it is a very um multi-layered uh, uh, animation because you've got um you like what you say you being in the past um, and then you um, like in the animation, uh, which is like a mirror reflection, a little story there, and then you now um, telling the story of you and the love story of you and your wife. Um, I mean, that's that's really quite incredible. You, did, how many hours um, did you spend? Uh, man hours you spent in like creating this from start to completion, including um, having the people to do the animation. Uh, I think it took uh, animation portion to command. Uh, so I would say um, it, it it took uh, at least uh, two months. So, but wow. you know, to, so but uh, we had uh, you know there were you know a lot of things uh, we had to come up with. Yeah. And then whenever uh, so we did, uh, and also there uh, you know Mrs. DC. Uh, yep. This is Washington DC. She's in that. Yeah. Uh, she, she, Jane Roberts. Uh, you know, it was very nice of knowing her, and uh, she, uh, she was kind enough to shoot all that uh, yep. for her and come in in that. And um, that was very really short in time, but I think she did fantastic job. Um, then there was another model which uh, uh, which we put to, to uh, mimic the initial years. So those, uh, I think, uh, those are uh, we we came up with all those, and then I think that was wonderful, and we look forward to have uh, 
Sanchal next song and song later. So uh, it'll be uh, there's another version probably coming of this same mm. song, which is um, more of this is the dance um, uh, version. The other is more of uh, you know romantic version. So they will mm. be coming up. Wow, and, and also you chose particularly um, the forest because it was yeah. about the cicadas coming out into the greens, right? Yeah, exactly. So the cicadas and the, even the, my, my outfit mostly is black on that. Yeah. Cicadas have that color with the glasses also same. Uh, they, they have these red eyes type glasses. So yeah, I have to kind of match some of that to give real meaning to the video. Yeah. Um, yes, it was, um, but it was fun. Yeah. You know, when I sh- shot it and uh, final touch, yeah. like I continuously worked uh, for uh, 18 hours continuously wow. uh, to to, uh, to make sure it was available. So, uh, wow. so yeah, it was fun. I, my wife was asking, uh, you have to rest yourself. Yes, but it is such fun to watch it. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and the music itself is is it has such an appeal, such a refreshing um, uh, feeling to that because um, and I and I could say that if if this this really does go to the mainstream, um, it is it has so much uh, mass appeal because you know if you listen to the songs right now. Um, there aren't many songs that has a mass appeal, um, unless we're talking about Taylor Swift that only appeals to a particular age group or a particular segment um, of her followers. Um, and if you talk about like Kanye West, um, you know they they have their own very unique kind of sound that their followers would really like. So like for for someone of the mass appeal that that can cross over um, uh, to different culture, even like myself from Singapore. Um, I don't really listen to a lot of pop music these days, but really just rely on the, on the 1980s, 1990s, or even the early 2000s. Uh, your song like fits into a very, very, uh, I should say, um, a very huge uh, general public's liking. Um, it, it's, yeah. Do you, do you have your own preferred um, genre of music? I, you know, I listened, uh, uh, you know, in my years, uh, still I do listen. I, I listen a lot of uh, good music. Uh, you know, my favorites were, the, you know, Scorpions, Brian Adams, Pink Floyd, um, mm. you know. Sure. Really impressed. Of course, Michael Jackson that we listen to. Yeah. Uh, I, I listen to a lot of variety you know uh, rock pop and mm. uh, also uh, yeah so I, I in my uh, somewhere in my mind and in, I have uh, these uh, kind of uh, you know tunes probably or the concept somewhere in yeah. my brain and then yes you get inspired by and then the products you know it, it, it has multiple influences sure mm, mm, mm. yeah and uh, I do and I think that is quite obvious because that rock star um, look of yours is undeniable <laughs> you know yeah. so I, I, I'm really thinking that you know how can we um, 
uh, make this and put this up on the charts for you, Doctor Moby. Uh, yeah. Yes, I think best is uh, I put it on uh, iTunes and yeah. it is on all the. Uh, so we'll be uh, doing little touring uh, and uh, uh, putting also on MTV VH here. Oh wow! And, uh, also, uh, the uh, TV and radio stations. Um, um, uh, so we are uh, putting everywhere. Uh, so then, I, I think uh, definitely um, uh, it will uh, grow, and I think uh, it'll do really uh, well. So I think uh, I am looking forward uh, to better and better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. Um, Absolutely. And, and Dr. Moby, um, you know, in, in your past uh, song, uh, Unsung Hero, um, you very quickly had reached uh, about 10,000 views, more than 10,000 views the last time I looked at it, um, on your YouTube, which is such a huge um, accomplishment, it being on YouTube, and it was uh, for a tribute uh, to the to the um, frontline heroes, um, particularly uh, on the medical frontline, and that was a huge, a very very deep meaningful song, uh, uh, Doctor Moby, the unsung heroes. That is true. Um, we had and um, we still, I think, uh, value that song. That'll be always my number one song in my books but then uh, this one of course it's uh, the response is huge we already have oh. uh, over 2000 views in 24 hours yes yes and so i think probably it'll break uh, the other one's record for sure sure so, sure um, so we're looking forward to have uh, you know more and more um, views and uh, i'll be actually doing little uh, local performances for this song Wow, that would be great. Yeah, um, if you do that, are we able to have some clips from that to promote that um, at the same time? Yeah, sure. Sure, yeah, we'll be um, uh, recording some of that, sure. And uh, you will have that, uh, you know, sure, I will share it with you. Thank you so much, Dr. Moby. Um, again, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Is there any final 30 seconds uh, to wrap up this publicity tour of yours? Um, Cicada featuring Love uh, and performed by Dr. Moby here. Is there anything that you would like to say in the next um, 30 seconds? Well, thank you for having me, Vicky. It's wonderful uh, always hear from you and uh, working with you and uh, you know your energy your passion really means a lot and friendship means a lot to all of us and uh, keep working and uh, keep rocking thank you so much dr moby um i am so honored to have known you um, in these very extraordinary times um and all the best to your song and you know it's just been released um, I think 48 hours um, and, the, and the view is already like going up and, and I look at your YouTube, it, the numbers just keep going up. So I just want to wish you all the best Dr. Moby and I, I really want um, 
to 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 work on some productions for you sometime in the future on the creative side um, on the experimental side all the best to you dr moby and thank you for being on the show thank you take care take care thank you so much bye we'll talk again bye, bye. thank you bye And that was um, Dr. Moby um, with us. Uh, his song, um, Cicadas Featuring Love. So thank you once again, Dr. Moby. Um, you know, we hope that we also do our part to put this in the charts out there. Thank you so much. So let's listen in to his song. That was Dr. Moby, his new song, Cicadas Featuring Love. And uh, such a great song with a lot of uh, animation, which is really adorable. I, I would love to have you all watch it on YouTube.
this love apart. This is real love, real love. Every time you touch, do all the times that I come and go. This is real love, real love. Every time you touch, you still remember us. It matters love. This is real love, real love, real love, real love, real love, real love. That was Dr. Moby with his new song, and you can catch his music on Apple Music, iTunes,、um, and you can always watch it on、uh, his Facebook and also on his TV channel at Lifestyle TV, and also on his YouTube、uh, channel too. So thank you once again, everyone, for tuning in, and that is Dr. Moby for you. Uh, and your preamble was already getting me very excited. <laughs> yeah, and and you know,、um, I always feel that、um, you are such a, a, a wonderful、uh, guest for me, and probably I would like to introduce you、um, and invite you as one of my co-hosts because you are such a wonderful woman. And you know, Singapore. If we ever have a vote, you will be Miss Mrs. Singapore, a person who's all rounder, intellectual. Hardworking with a woman of integrity, professional, and also intellectual. I mean, what kind of adjectives can I add to your hyphenate, hyphenate, hyphenate? <laughs> you are just so kind. You're too kind to me. You know something?、Um, Vicky has been a good friend. Okay, I would, I'm sorry. I would like. I think your your voice is dropping off. Could you speak closer、um, to the to the mic? Sure, I'll try that again. Does、yes. that sound better、yeah. than just、oh, now? Fantastic, yes. So as I was saying, I was saying to the listeners,、um, people who have not been to Singapore,、um, you know, a lot of my listeners, seventy、um, percent of them are from North America and also from、uh, spanning to、uh, Mexico, Central America to even Brazil, all the way there. And I've got people writing in from Australia and Ukraine to me.、Um, I would like people to know about Singapore through Professor Ko,、um, a dear friend. She is a professor, associate professor from the National University of Singapore, and she is a health advocate, a mother of uh, two um, grown-up uh, young adult uh, boys who are on scholarship. Uh, studying very hard uh, uh, and well-deserved scholarship given to them by the Singapore government, and also she's such a wonderful wife. So you know she's a, such an all-rounder and also an investor and also an entrepreneur and also a lecturer, a teacher, a professional, all rolled into one. And if you are looking at a, a, the epitome of the good Singaporean woman. You have got to listen in to Professor Ko. Yeah, Professor. <laughs> I'm actually 
at a loss for words, you know. My friend, you are the lady I look up to, and I'm really glad that tonight I have this uh, honor and opportunity to be on air with you. You know what I'm going to do next? You said to spread this to five people, right? I'm just going to forward this link to at least 10 people on my handphone. I mean, it's so easy with technology these days. Yeah, and, and thank you so much for being uh, with me here. You know, um, uh, Professor Ko, uh, and I would love everyone to, to, to think of you as a professor because, you know, Singaporean women are educated. We are very well informed. We are intellectual. We are intelligent. We are diligent. We look after the home, both the home, both the family, and also at work. I mean, I really can't imagine uh, who else fits this uh, uh, hat or this title of like Mrs. Singapore other than a professor in Singapore who is a mother, a wife, a loving teacher to all your students. I can see you are so passionate about teaching and are so passionate about the well-being of your students. Now tell us a little bit about you, yourself, uh, what you do and then we go into uh, your health advocacy. Tell us a little bit about your background to the listeners. Sure, Vicky. I think just like your program, I am what I am today because of the love. Love, you know, by people around me, from good friends like you, and also my love for education. I think in my job as an educator, whether it's in National University of Singapore or in the Singapore Institute of Management, um, the people I meet year after year actually keeps me going because you can see the youthfulness, the love they have for life, you know, for knowledge. And that what that's what goes me on year after year, term after term. Yeah. yeah. And and you know, uh, Professor Ko, um, I would I would love to have you to also uh, very shortly because I just want to take up uh, 10 minutes of your time because I know you have back-to-back meetings, back-to-back lecturing especially. It's so hard right now. Uh, students are actually um, glued to the, to the laptop and you have to grip their attention when you're teaching them. It's such a tremendous uh, different kind of challenge. I, I would like to bring you to the area of your other expertise that is a health advocacy. And in my program, I talk a lot about the pandemic and encouraging people and giving people hope and faith and sharing difficulties with people and hoping that everybody can lift up their spirits in these very strange times of humanity. Would you like to share a little bit about how you keep your mind and your health in tip-top condition in these times in the pandemic in Singapore? Sure, certainly. I just like to share, you know, if you ever ever have the chance to come to Singapore, I'm only one of the many very um, well-trained, you can say, uh, through our education system, through the kind of uh, accessibility to knowledge that we have here. I think since like maybe 10 or 20 years ago, I realized that work and my love for job and all the work I'm in is not the only thing I, can, I, I should be pursuing, I can indulge in. I embark on a journey of discovering how I can keep my health in the best condition. Yes. So I came across understanding what is nutrition immunology and then I, I now realize that exercise is so important as well. Wow. And you know what, Vicky, I want to share with you, before I start my work every day online, 
sharing and teaching and doing seminars, very much like what you're doing on air, except that it's virtual, it's visual. I actually would look forward to my 6 a.m. job in the morning, in the morning, because it's not just about the bodily health, the physical health, it's also about mental health. Yes. Yeah, and that is so important. I didn't realize until I discovered ever since we have the pandemic yeah. in starting 2020. And in Singapore, we have a circuit breaker similar to what you have out there in Europe and America. It's called lockdown. I then resorted to going out of my house every day with yeah. my mask on, with my, you know, beloved pair of uh, running shoes. Yes. I would spend about one and a half hours in the park. Okay. Walking as fast as I could. Yeah. yeah. And I and I thought that was really good for my mental health as yes. well. And I would like you to share with um with the listeners if you could like rattle off very quickly in summary, because I don't want to take up too much of your time, um, which I promised you ten minutes. Could you rattle off like top of your head? Three things that people could keep their mind sane and their body strong during these pandemic times where they are in lockdown. All right, just very briefly, maybe the ability to just be in contact with with nature. All right, with nature. nature with the, yeah, with the air that we can breathe in that we sometimes take for granted. Can you imagine those guys who have who are infected and the lungs cannot take in the the health, the, the, the fresh air that is so badly want to. Mm. So I think being in touch with nature, the, the feeling of just walking towards the park, mm. which is about a kilometer away from where I live, is already exciting enough. Okay. All right, that's number one. And then number two, I think sometimes um, we cannot underestimate what I call persistency and perseverance in just walking. I'm not doing anything difficult. If somebody says, you know, oh, my knees are giving way, fine. Then we do slow walk, all right? Mm. If, we, if we can sustain Physical it, exercise. Yeah, yes. physical. Just and walk. it must be consistent, right? Do you have the discipline of being consistent? Yes. And then if you develop this habit, all you need is like a whole week telling yourself, psych yourself that I'm going to get ready. Preparation is very, very important. I get ready my shoes, I get ready my tower, my mouse, and then off you go when the alarm clock rings. All right. Yeah. And once you can do that for like a week or so, yeah. it becomes a habit. Yeah. So, you know, Professor Cole, um, this one I hope that is our is the first of our many call-ins from you. I would like to thank you so much. Um, and I would like to keep this as a hook to hook our listeners to tune in to you again for more of your health advocacy tips. Will that be fine with you? Certainly. It's really my pleasure. Thank it's you so much. You know, because I'm sharing so much uh, with the people about pandemic and things that um, is close to people right now. Uh, there, are, there are countries still in lockdown, um, still in uncertainties, even though there are countries that are already opening up. But, you know, we have the best wishes for all of them. So I just want to wish you, thank you so much, Professor Cole, for calling in. I hope to have you again next week. Will that be fine? Certainly. Yes, that's the deal. That's the deal. That's the thank deal. You thank, you. thank you. Thank yeah. you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that's Professor Cole right there with you.
And that's Professor Cole right there with you. Very unique, you know? Yeah. Hello, hello, hello so there. This Dr. is Vicky Esther. I am podcasting to you live from Singapore and you just heard from Dr. Moby um, and he is on his publicity tour for his new single that is just released about um, 36 hours ago and that is Cicadas featuring Love by Dr. Moby. Thank you ladies and gentlemen for being with me once again on a Wednesday evening here in Singapore today. It's the 16th of June, 7.41 p.m. What a wonderful uh, evening we've got here um, in Singapore. A wonderful evening. Uh, and you are with me here in Singapore. I'm broadcasting to you to Indo-Pacific and to the Americas, Mexico, Brazil, North America, Canada, to Australia, to Ukraine, to Europe, and of course to this part of the world, including Malaysia. Thank you for being with me, and I've got a challenge with you, for you to share this with 10 or 5 to 10 different people. Um, for the rest of the week, every day, such a wonderful program. And I've got another caller who's going to be with us uh, from Mexico City, and that is Miguel. He's going to be waking up with you if you are there uh, in North America, where you are. It is, I think, at 7.42 American Eastern Standard Time. Um, a good morning to you there, and uh, as if you are driving, I would love for you uh, to tell you that um, all I wish is safety, good wishes for you for today and for your whole family to have the protection, the blessings from God, the hope from God and all the positive energy. Um, I hope all these goes out to you, your loved ones and your family from me to you from the whole of Singapore. Uh, and, and we are already in the middle of 2021 and it's just gone like zip, um, not knowing where the time has gone to. But if you are where you are, um, I would love for you to write to me at talkaboutlife777 at gmail.com, 777. Uh, Talk about live 777 at gmail.com. Write to me and tell me where you are and tell me uh, your love story, the love ballads that you will love to hear in the show. And also, I would love to invite you to be on the program. Now, tell me where you're from um, and tell me if you've got any love stories that you would like to share on air or you would like to come on the program to dedicate a love song to your family and you are listening in here um, right here with me Vicky Esther Singapore and how how, how far is it, is it Singapore uh, to where you are um, if I'm talking Singapore to JFK um, airport and if you are just transiting you take a flight the fastest and the longest flight in Singapore by the Boeing 777 it will uh, take off from Singapore and you will uh, transit in Tokyo Narita Airport and then you will go all the way to JFK um, Airport and that will take you over 24 hours straight 
excluding waiting time and uh, excluding getting to the airport. So I just want you to know that uh, we are really far. And if you are staying in the middle of America, you probably take another 24 hours to reach where you are in the middle of America. So all, all in all, probably 48 hours or three days just to get to where you are. And if I were to fly a plane from Singapore to Europe, let's talk about in UK. If it's gonna be like a straight flight from Singapore to UK, yes, it's gonna be like 13 hours. Excluding waiting time, transit time, um, luggage check-in, etc, etc. And because this is the pandemic times, if you do need to get back to um, UK from Singapore, you need two weeks of quarantine, either you're vaccinated or not. Well, that will probably take you um, 13 hours plus waiting time, transit time, testing time, um, getting the results of your test at the airport and then quarantine and then getting out the quarantine that may take you more than two weeks ladies and gentlemen just to land home and be in your city safely so we're talking about the time has has stopped for for mankind um, you know we are in the times where um, we have lost a lot of times but I would love for you to write to me how did you pivot uh, during 2020, how did you pivot your life, your career, your family life? Uh, did it affect your relationship with your children, your relationship with your loved ones, um, your family, uh, your husband, your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your BFF? Tell me, how did it build the relationship or how did it tear uh, the pandemic tear it apart. I would love to hear from you. Tell me how did you go through 2020 and what is your big comeback in 2021? And that's uh, today you have uh, a special surprise caller, um, Professor Ko uh, from Singapore, the National University of Singapore, my ex-colleague, and also Dr. Moby who also called in uh, on his publicity tour to talk about his music wonderful colors and I've got more wonderful colors for you back to back and yesterday I had three um, uh, 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 full hours yesterday all the way that it's over um, three hours live on radio um, and today I'm going to have more guests for you uh, and also wonderful love songs for you. And before I do, um, I'd love to share another song with you, Boys Demand. Um, you know, some of these songs I will never get tired of because they are the evergreens. They are the classics. Wonderful love songs. And this is for you and your loved ones and all the protection and blessings from me to you right here in Love Cafe Radio. Bye. 
Singapore to Indo-Pacific area every Monday to Wednesday, um, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. And you are having dinner here with me already and it is already 7.51 p.m. here. You probably are in the middle of your dinner or you are completing your dinner. But I'm going to ask you, who is doing the washing at home, ladies and gentlemen? Um, do you fight over the washing? Do you fight over the dishes or do you love washing the dishes? Or do you have a plan like rotating the family members to wash the dishes? I would love to hear from you. Write to me at talkaboutlive777 at gmail.com. Talkaboutlive777gmail.com. And this is Vicky Astro, your radio DJ. And I've got a caller right there. Um, he's already online um, waiting for me. And he is calling in from Mexico City. And, and is that you, um, uh, Miguel? Are you there? Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Yes, of course. This is it. 
Wow! Now, Miguel, I just want to let you know that I um I am already live on YouTube now because whenever you are on live, I will be on live on YouTube. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening in live on radio, you can go to um, tinyurl.com slash talkaboutlife to watch me um, podcasting to you live on the radio. And you have also... Um, uh, you can also listen in to streameater.com, streameater.com, and, and that's S-T-R-E-A-M-I-T-T-E-R.com. And you can listen in to me live radio, or you can actually um, listen in to the replay at Podcast Talk About Life. So that's my commercial. Miguel, how are you feeling this morning? Ah, well, you know, doing pretty good. Doing pretty, pretty good, you know, with a lot of things to do. Um... Well, so it's, I, I hope it's a good day. Well, now tell us, like, you know, I, I, I am going to bless you, Miguel, that you will right. have a good day. And will all, all things right. turn out good for you? Now, you just have Excellent. to believe, yes. And, and for me, I always believe. I mean, it looks like it's bad, but you know, because I'm a person of faith, I know God is going to turn the bad situation in my favor. <laughs> better. Yeah, he better we do better. that because, you know, every morning I wake up, um, you know, I give him a chance. He gives me a chance. So it's another good chance. I mean, how, how, how I mean, how have we lived 2020 and 2021? Like you and I having this professional relationship and having this um, across the globe, across the ocean, uh, a podcast. I mean, nothing could beat that, uh, Miguel. Oh no, that's the best part of it. There's no chance in hell that's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, and, and Miguel, you know, yesterday we had such a long conversation, um, and I don't want to take up too much of your time today. But you know, <laughs> it's always such a, a wonderful um, uh, energy that we have. We share when we go on live. It, it's such a like. That's just electricity on 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 air. I mean, it, it it's also like you know what the 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 the, the superstars, you know, the rock stars, they go on uh, the stage, um, like yeah, like they go on the stage and they say that hey, I got this great energy, you know, and I could and I can almost like now can we look at it like yeah, if you're standing on the stage and you've got like thousands and thousands of people cheering you on and also applauding you, I think it heals every disease um you have in your body <laughs> in your mind well, and in your body forget about it so that's what that's one thing we say about it, but well, that's normally when we're having tequilas or something like that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or or some eaters or something like that. You know, if you if it doesn't cure it, at least you forget about. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. You know, um, yesterday we talked about um, a lot of things. Um, we even talked about esports yesterday. Um, you remember, we talked about esports. We yep, talked about the literature um, of um, uh, the Comic Con, and of course, you talked about the writers. Um, and the different layers of characterization. Uh, and, and, you know, we are going into these things that are going very, uh, I should say, big and huge in the mainstream. Like, I, I'm really surprised, um, for example, when, when I first knew you, um, that you, uh, that I knew that you had this, you have this podcast 
that is purely on uh, animation. I mean, anime. Sorry, anime and Comic Con.、Um, you know, because I never knew there was such a huge industry. I, I knew it like okay, it was a cartoon. I didn't see it like an industry. But as we talked each time, I mean, there is a lot of different、uh, aspects of this ecosystem. It is a huge industry. You've got writers. You've got publishers. You've got animators, cartoonists. You're putting it onto the film, and then in the film, you've got production, you've got actors, you've got voiceover, and then you've got post-production. You got rolling it out as a movie, and then you've got the fans. You've got all this little、um, stuff toys that goes with it. It's a lot of money in the industry you're in. <laughs> You're a lot of、uh, you have a lot of money in the industry、um, you're in, uh, uh, Miguel. As I was、uh, just saying um, to um, the listeners, I mean it is a huge industry、um, we're talking about、uh, in this particular industry.、Um, it's just like the esports.、Um, it's just like the esports we're talking about、um, yesterday,、uh, Miguel. Yeah, it was. It's, yeah. yeah, it's just like the esports we're talking about. It's a huge industry,、um, the anime industry, and and I was just、um, talking a little bit later on、um, when you were reconnecting that, you know, the any the anime industry or the comic con industry is so huge. Like every year, Americans are looking forward to the comic con, and, and also there's so much money. In this industry, and it's the hobby industry we're talking about—the hobby industry of、uh, kids, young adults, and even adults like yourself who are so passionate about it. You've got the animators, the creators, the、uh, producers, the production, the filmmakers, the actors, the voiceovers, the post-production, the rolling it out as a film, as a cartoon, or as a book, and then you've got all these stuffed toys that goes with it, and you've got lots of fans. I mean, it's a whole huge, multi-billion-dollar industry that you are in for your podcast. Well, yes, we talked about it precisely because we have no idea how big it is. Honestly, we. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's almost like a movie industry, right? It's way bigger than anybody can expect. You know,、yeah. maybe because we are not really into the world,、yeah. we do not or we do not acknowledge that、mm-hmm. it is something massive. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if you think about it, it is massive. Look at like Transformers,、um, and then you've got also、um, Fantastic Four,、um, and you've also got like Wolverine. Is is Wolverine considered? Um, a comic con and um, uh, uh, anime. Well, we have to make a precision there、mm. before anything. Yep. Or clear something up. Yep. Comic con is not the correct name. Oh, okay. Tell us. Just call it comic. Oh, comic. comic okay. Book. Yep. Or call it comic book. Comic book. Okay. You know, because a comic con is a convention. Oh, okay. Yeah, which the、yes. Americans go to in Las Vegas, right? Las Vegas? No. Only Vegas. Oh, where is it located? Let me tell you something. Yeah, tell us. The San Diego, the San 
Diego Comic Con in San Diego, California. Oh. That is the Las Vegas doesn't even have a convention. Wow. Wow. Well, it does, but it's but let me tell you something. There is one in every major city in the United States. Oh, and every I see. City in the United States. I and see. sometimes conventions in smaller cities, and it's not only there. That's only the United States. Mm. Here in Mexico, I have been, well, before, of course, before the pandemic, uh, before they shut it down. But I have been to five or six conventions in a bunch of cities in this country, in Mexico. Yeah. So we have to make that little precision. Comic Con mm. is not correctly used. I because see. Because that is the convention. You would like to say comic book. Hmm. So Comic Con stands for a comic convention. Yes. I see. Okay, okay. Do you, so you have like conventions also um, in in Mexico where you are? Yes. Uh, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Considering that, let's let's. I want you to think about something. Yeah. Considering how big the industry is yep. all around the world. Yeah. Do you think it would it would make sense to you? Yeah. If you only have one simple convention mm. in the United States. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and and I think Singapore is starting to catch on in the last couple of years. Uh, and definitely, I can guarantee yeah, and definitely, I can Japanese have that their own version of it um, uh, every year because I do see it on YouTube or in the news. You know, the girls dress up as as um, anime, <laughs> and the boys and and taking photos with them. You know, so I mean, they they have it culturalized in each country. Yeah, of course, but I can tell you something. Mm-hmm. If you believe that that thing is only starting in Singapore, yeah, probably you you are a couple of years behind the information. Oh, okay, <laughs> I believe so. I can guarantee, and not only with comic books, also yeah. with anime and others yeah. and other yeah. anime. Let's remember this. Yeah, anime itself. Yeah. It's the one that comes from Japan. Mm. The the Japanese. Yeah. Anime. Exactly. But you you also have the ones that are from the United States. Yeah. Mm. And in some cases the ones that come from Europe. Or oh. sometimes if you rush me from Canada mm. and from other parts of the world. Um for example, there's a lot of work going on. Right now, with new material coming in from yeah. China, from Korea, yeah, and there's a lot of things coming from um, Latin America. And actually, let me tell you something: in Japan, yeah, this big, a massive company called Shueisha. It is a publishing company. Wow! You held a massive contest. Normally, they make contests in Japan. Yeah. Uh, to look for creator. Yeah. You know the next best. Some somebody that is like um, somebody that is is aspiring to be a professional mangaka. Yeah. The mangaka is a creator of manga. All right. Oh. Okay. Now I, I just want to ask you. Like, I I have got uh, uh I'm still confused. Like m- manga. 
Is it interchangeable with the word anime, or are they different? They are completely different. Oh, okay. Tell tell me what's the definition and what does it consist of both both these words. I'm gonna put it very simple to you. Yeah. And esports has nothing to do there. Yeah. Manga is the printed comic in Japan. Creative comic in Japan, for example.、Uh, printed. I'm talking about the one that is in paper. Oh, printed. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The anime. Yeah. Is the one that you see on the TV or in the movies. I see. Okay, that's anime. Yes. Yeah, but those two definitions, manga and anime,、mm-hmm. are from Japan. I see. Exclusively from Japan. Okay. Yes. If it comes from the Western countries, like、yeah. for example, United States. Yeah. It doesn't even have a name. It's just a series. Mm. Or it's a movie. Yeah. Based on comics. Yeah. Based on comics,、okay. like the、yep. Marvel books and the DC. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you are you are really like the professor of of this comics, right? Like you know them so clearly, and you define them, and and you make no a、uh, a shadow of a、uh, uh, confusion. Well, I guess I, I had to enlighten you in that situation, you know, because <laughs> I guess because I, I I saw that you were a little bit confusing、yes. or confused about definitions and names, and I、yes. I thought it was important to make a to make a little precision there. Hmm. Yep. Yep. Now, now I do understand. So that means、All、those、right. that I read, like for example, Candy Candy, if it's on print, it's called. Manga, but if it's converted、uh-huh. into cartoon, it's anime, right? Yeah, that is correct. So, for example, Hello Kitty is actually just manga because there is no cartoon of Hello Kitty, and there is no manga. It's just a it's it's just a brand for things that they. they oh, okay. It's just, it's just a created icon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's put it this way. Yeah. Let's put it this way. Yeah. It's something that the creator of Hello Kitty、yeah. decided to put a lot of things、yeah. so he can sell. Yeah. That's it. Hmm. Yeah, and and you know, in Singapore, even though we do not have a lot of comic books, uh, like 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 what you have in um, uh, Mexico City, um, All but we them, yeah, you but you would be surprised to know the truth about it. Maybe yeah. And and you know, but I do see in the shops in the malls, they have these shops that has all these、um, uh, 3D sculptures done by、uh, people who are selling them,、uh, and they're done wonderfully, and they're really really expensive. It could be like a hundred US dollars, two hundred US dollars, just because it was in that 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 comic or that icon. It could be I don't know. It could be Spider Man. It could be, yeah. It has to be also the quality of the.、Um, it has to be. It has a lot to do with the quality of the product, you know,、mm. because they they are not gonna sell it to you for at least to one hundred, two hundred dollars、mm. if it is not well made. Yeah. You no, know? because I mean, it's it's not like, for example, I can you know do something on a paper、mm. and pretend to pretend to say that it was good. 
Yeah. And because of that, I'm going to say, I'm going to sell it in $500. They're mm. going to tell me, dude, you're crazy, man. Yeah. Do you have that in, in Mexico City? Sorry? Do you have those shops in Mexico City? Yeah, of course. Oh, wow. Those things, you can find those things everywhere. I mean, really? everywhere in, in the world. Really? Yeah, because when I first noticed that in the malls, I was really surprised. I say, oh my God, these things exist. Like people are just buying the toys off the shelf and they're so expensive and you do nothing with them. They just like, they are just like being displayed on the shelf in your house. If you do buy them, you can't really play with them. So I was, I was really surprised people do buy them. I mean, there is such a huge fan base for these um. Uh, the sculptures of the comics, uh, the, the comics and the comic uh, icons. Yeah. I want you to think about something. Yeah. Do you think people wouldn't look after, or there wouldn't be any market? Yes. For this thing. Exactly. If they were not, uh, if they were not good. I mean, let's put it this way. Mm. There's a lot of people all over the world. Yes. Of course, me, myself included. Yeah. That are super fans of these things. Yeah. Right? And if we have the chance to put our hands on something like that, well, of course we're going to take it. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter what, what, it, what, it, what it costs. I mean, uh, some years ago, yeah. I paid, and you're not going to believe it, but I paid o- over $800 yeah. for some figures of Star Wars. Figure, yes, figurines, yes, small little, uh, now yeah. I call it, yes. Uh, yeah, and it's so expensive, and you did that. Yeah. Why? Because I like it. Wow. <laughs> Do you need another reason? Wow. I mean, that's that's like, I mean, the mirror, uh, I should say the mirror image of it in Singapore is, you know, some of these stuffed toys that um, people buy, like, for example, I mean, there is a Hello Kitty craze in Singapore that's for many years and there still is. If there is a new toy that comes out, people queue for it. Like, you can have, like, 20, 30 people, up to hundreds of people queuing up for a toy. Um, you're, you're talking about just, like, a, probably a staff toy or something or a limited edition. And, and sometimes I just scratch my head, like, why are they queuing up for toys and these are adults? <laughs> Imagine we're we're okay. Some some of my friends they like yeah. to call themselves big kids. Big kids, yeah. Yes, or kids with money because kids with money. <laughs> I can save. I can save my. I, I can save it so I can buy my own crap. Basically, that's what they say. <gasps> I, I like the way. Yep, yeah, I I like I like because you are. You can't afford to buy your own crap. <laughs> I mean, it's expensive crap then, you know, this... I mean, it, the thing is that the, these figurines are like a work of art because a lot of them, I think, that exist either in movies or in, um, uh, in, in paper two-dimension, either in paper or in movies, but for someone to actually translate that into a 3D sculpture... A 3D figurine, that's a, that's a work of art. Definitely. No, definitely. And uh, sometimes the thing that is valued the most 
Yeah. It's not that it comes from a superhero or from yeah. an anime because it also happens with the anime. They also have a lot of figurines like that, and they sell it as if it was I don't know the last piece of food you will ever have, you will ever find. Well, <laughs> the, that the quality yeah. and the detail yeah. that is put into this work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there. I don't know if somebody that is not from the from the fan base or yeah. whatever sees it that way. Yeah. But we the fans look at it and we say this is like pure state of the art. Wow. Okay, I've got one thing for you. One one uh, final question before you say goodbye because I'm almost taking you right. up 15 minutes. Now, what about like um, Teletubbies? I think the Teletubbies um, is from the US, right? I'm not pretty sure. But you've heard about the Teletubbies. It's such a, it was such a craze in Singapore, the Teletubbies some years ago. Really? Yeah, and, and uh, parents were buying them off the shelf for their kids, the toys. Um, no, um, and, and Teletubbies, they had the cartoon in Singapore. Uh, and there was such a big, huge following for Teletubbies. And also, and then after that, you've got the Pokemons, um, you know, and it's such a huge following uh, uh, in Singapore, but but I do know uh, Teletubbies is not Japanese. Teletubbies seems that it is from uh, the US. As far as I remember, I, well, it's just that I'm not pretty sure. Yeah, but the Teletubbies, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, I I, 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 I thought I thought only kids them. would like that. I thought they were scary as hell. They were what? They were scary. Creepy, right? Yeah, like super creepy, and I was like, "Tell me!" <laughs> I had no idea what they were still on air when I was when I saw them for the first time. Yeah, I was like, "Wait, what was that? What is that? What the hell is that?" Yeah, I, I, I'm not pretty sure if they come from apart from Europe or they are even from Canada, uh, but I remember that every time I saw them, it was like. Yes. Oh my god, they're they insulting her eyes. What the hell is that? <laughs> I mean, I like the way you put it because you're such a a, a, a professor of anime and 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 comic, and now this thing kind of like creeps you out. And I and and I'm t to be honest with you, it kind of like I kind of felt yeah. funny about it. I kind of felt funny, like hmm, like like um, well. Why? Why does this like? Why does this even exist? <laughs> it didn't look yeah. cute. It didn't look really that cute to me. <laughs> the, there's a lot of options out there that I would say. Okay, a lot I, of options. I would have. I would have shown this to my daughter when she was younger. Yeah. And probably she would like it. It's just that, fortunately, the kids yeah. grow up with a a little bit better criteria. They're because, better. for example, my daughter was. Very eager yeah. to let him go get the first one. Which one? She, the Teletubbies. She she never liked them. Yeah, you mean you did buy buy it for her? No. First of all, I showed her the TV show. Oh, the show. So yes. Otherwise, yes. Otherwise, I would be buying stuff for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't buy those things unless you're a fan or unless yeah. you like it. Yes. Yes. So, fortunately, 
she said, no, I don't remember that she told me that. Please put them away. They're scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 like, I like you being so honest with it. Um, I, I didn't think, I mean, the word wasn't scary that it occurred in my mind. But it was like, I think a bit about, it's just strange. It's just have this feeling of that it didn't feel right. Um, the Teletubbies and it was on air um, every uh, morning and my sister at that time I was still on good terms with her when I visited her she would play the Teletubbies um, the cartoon uh, or the animation um, on television for like half an hour an hour um, and then the kids would be glued to the television just watching the Teletubbies with like making funny noises that makes no sense Um, and, and yeah, so so um, um, that was my encounter with Teletubbies because the kids love it so much here in Singapore. But after a while, you know, it kind of like kind of like just went away um, after some years. So that was my experience with yeah. Teletubbies. It didn't have a good, uh, fantastic feeling with me. Well, at least you have a good memory about it. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So you know what, um, uh, Rudy, I am. I'm just going to take you another question. Is there anything you'd like to share with us for the next one minute before you go off air and then uh, come back again next week to share more things about the Teletubbies or the Pokemons with us? <laughs> no, I would yeah, love to talk. Thing. I would love to one talk thing. more about the Teletubbies. One quick thing. Yeah. Don't even try to look for that crap of Teletubbies. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> you don't want to have nightmares. You want to have a happy childhood to your, for your kids. Yeah. You want to stay mental, mentally healthy. Stay, stay away from them. Stay away from them. Now, that's really interesting. I would like this to be the hook for you to carry on on Monday. Why is it like giving people nightmares? Um, you know, I've read about, okay, now, to, to, to tell you honestly, I've read about the Teletubbies online. Uh, people say it is creepy, and they say that the Teletubby toys can walk in the middle of the night. Have you heard about that? No, really, but I've heard about dolls that look like them, and they do, they do walk in the night, and they're like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, like, it's scary, something like that. Wow, okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, um... We wouldn't want to further talk about that just in case it scares you on a Wednesday morning or here a Wednesday evening. But it's going to be such a nice time uh, to talk to uh, Rudy Miguel from Mexico again. And he's going, to, he's going to be with us again for Expresso Time about anime culture on every Monday to Wednesday for about uh, 15 minutes to half an hour um, talking about anime, talking about Mexico City, talking about... Uh, things uh, that are interesting for us and also things about this current uh, forest. So, um, Rudy, would you like to say uh, goodbye for the next 15 seconds? Goodbye, everybody. Have, have a good one and I will see you next time. We're, we're, we're going to listen to each other next time. Yes, and uh, we, we, we shan't talk anymore about uh, Teletubbies. We will talk about something nicer. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, Wonderful to have you, uh, Rudy. I'll talk to you next week. And stay safe and have a good week. Take care. Have yeah. a good one. Yes, and the song is dedicated to you. Okay, bye. Bye.
And ladies and gentlemen, and that was、um, Rudy Miguel、um, calling in from Mexico City, and you are with me in Singapore. And I can see the map. People are tuning in from Alaska and from North America. Hello there! If you are tuning in to me from Alaska, North America, wherever you are, I just want to tell you I am so grateful for you to be with、uh, me. I'm your radio DJ every Monday to Wednesday at、um, Standard Eastern Time, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. American Eastern Standard Time, which is Singapore, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. America,、uh, Singapore, Singapore time. So, ladies and gentlemen, stay with me and write to me at, at talkaboutlife777 at gmail dot com and tell me about your love story and that you would like to be、uh, in my program. I would like to invite you. Hashtag be my guest. Hashtag be my guest in Singapore, right here with me, Vicky Esther.
Hello, 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 hello there. This is Vicky Esther, your radio DJ, live on Love Cafe Radio on IOW Network. And if you are listening in from my podcast, talk about live. Remember to come uh, to StreamEater.com live every Monday to Wednesday. You can hear me live, and you can actually just write in to tell me that you are that you would like. To be my guest, hashtag be my guest.、Um, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. And it's my challenge to you、um, to share this wonderful program to five different people for the rest of the week, every day.、Um, and that, and this is Spandau Ballet.、Um, and those of you who do not know Spandau Ballet is a British group, and they've got one. Then they've got one of the、uh, best. Um, evergreen ballads, which is voted online, and this is true. So I'm gonna have、um, a caller, caller from Atlanta, Georgia, and that is、um, Ben Kitchens. He's gonna call in about half an hour from now, and I would like to share with you、um, certain、uh, news、um, in Singapore. But before that, let's listen in to True. I stand out belly.
hello, hello there. This is Vicky Esther, your radio DJ. Every Monday to Wednesday, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Singapore time,、uh, podcasting to you live from Singapore to Indo-Pacific area. And I'm looking at the map now. I've got listeners、um, listening in、um, from. North America,、um, ladies and gentlemen.、Um, today, Wednesday, sixteenth of June, I've got a surprise guest who called in at seven p.m. That was Professor Ko,、um, a dear ex-colleague of mine,、uh, Professor Ko, a professor、uh, of finance, lecturing and teaching in National University of Singapore, and she has been a professor for. The longest time I know her, and、uh, such a wonderful lady, and most probably I will invite her again to the program to talk about her、um, tips on health literacy,、uh, wealth literacy, and that's wealth literacy and health literacy.、Um, she's the wealth and health professor,、um, a health advocate,、um, someone who runs about five or ten kilometers. Every morning,、uh, wakes up every morning at 5 a.m. and goes out to run.、Um, every morning,、um, when I when I when I text her, she says, "Oh, I'm I'm having my run for the morning." So,、uh, Professor Ko,、uh, that was her when you heard her、um, calling in.、Uh, what a wonderful uh, woman uh, in her that we can see, and she's such a epitome of the good Singaporean woman. Someone who is professional, intellectual, intelligent, dedicated to the, to her profession, and dedicated to the family, and also to her friends when they need help, and always ready to give a helping hand to anyone around, even to strangers.、Um, she's such a passionate woman.、Um, you know, I don't hold a candle、uh, to her, and I would love to reach out to her to come onto the program again. Uh, to talk about mental health and physical health, and how does she keep herself mentally and physically fit during these times in the pandemic, when many people are in semi-lockdown, lockdown, or they feel that they have their wings clipped, or they are they are like a fish out of water.、Um, you know, all, all the plans are thrown in disarray. So I would love to invite Professor. Co again, and that's a shout out to Professor Co.、Um, I would love to have her on again every week for ten minutes amidst her very busy schedule because she is actually just、uh, lecturing、um, online now with hundreds of people、um, on the screen, and it gets a little bit harder because she can't hold the attention of everyone, and she wants her work to be,、um, you know, to be taught and her concepts. Uh, to be transferred, and and I do know how it feels because I have been,、uh, had taught and lectured before for for some years,、um, and sometimes it's really hard to get the attention of、uh, the trainees or the students, even in in the hall, even in the seminar room, in the lecture in the lecture theater.、Um, what about on the screen? So it takes、um, a different kind of skill. From a teacher, from a lecturer who is like having、um, to do this、uh, on a totally different platform, like being just on a computer without body language, without movement, just using your voice and hope, hoping that your voice don't、um, keep them asleep. And, and it's so hard to have this interaction、um, 
on screen, either at Zoom or on a particular educational platform. So that was the challenge uh, she did communicate with me. It, it gets a little bit hard uh, for someone um, that needs to reach out to hundreds of people who are listening into her as she teaches, which is, of course, is different when you are in a huge theater. You know, the people are fidgety or whether they're listening in. You can get feedback from the from their body language, you can get the energy uh, of the people in the crowd. So that gets a little bit hard for teachers. And um, I would love for you to tell me, to write to me, what are the challenges you face as you do your Zoom uh, for your work? Uh, you do your Zoom uh, and you stay stay at home. You, I mean, we call it uh, work from home. WFH work from home, uh, which a lot of people are right now um, throughout the world, and people are finding it difficult. Uh, number one, to pivot into work from home, and now uh, in some countries that it opens up, um, people there are another group of people finding it hard to get back to the office. Um, so you know we needed to pivot to the homework, to work from home, and then we need to pivot back to the workforce outside in the office with your mask, with social distancing and keeping quiet and not having so much social chats because you're wearing your mask and you're having like to to not socialize too much, not to talk to your friends and not to stand too close. You know, that kind of social uh, interaction and social transaction has actually gone down. Now, tell me, write to me, hashtag be my guest and tell me how did you pivot from the pre-pandemic times to WFH, work from home, and now probably having to go back to um, uh, the opening of the economy and getting back to work in the office. So it, it, it gets a little bit into the head sometimes um, because you are pivoting and then pivoting, oscillating from left to the right and then from from the right to the left again. So, you know, it takes a lot of spontaneity, flexibility, adaptability, um, a lot, and it can get um, to your mind uh, many times. So, so that was uh, something that I felt I had to adapt to, um, and I felt that my wings were clipped um, because before the pandemic, I was really crisscrossing the earth, um, you know, just doing my, my thing, uh, uh, doing business research, um, looking at um, investment opportunities. Um, you know, you're in Europe, in Singapore, uh, in this part of the world, in, in, in Malaysia, in Indonesia, just crisscrossing and also driving um, in Europe. So, so that was my life. Uh, and for, for many, many years, I have been taking planes. So now in these times, and post-pandemic, um, it's going to be a, a different world. What is your vision of the world? Uh, write to me, hashtag be my guest, and tell me how are you going to um, plan for your big return? And uh, how big is your return? And how, and how does it look like this big return of yours? Um, are you going to repivot to post-pandemic times, or are you going trying to go back to pre-pandemic times, or are you going to stay put in mid 
pre-pandemic times. So, you know, the world is going um, in different directions in different countries. Hashtag be my guest, write to me at talkaboutlife777 at gmail.com and tell me how your life has been and what is, is, what is it like now and what do you plan to do and what are your new plans and what are your contingency plans, plan A, plan B, or plan C, if plan A doesn't work, plan B doesn't work, what's your plan C? So that's my challenge to you. Write to me at talkaboutlight777 at gmail.com. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, I have a little bit of a news clip for you here um, from the Singapore Straits Times today. It's really a, um, it's about um, Singapore um, just completed its population census and it's released certain statistics. And I thought it's so interesting for you um, if you are not uh, from this part of the world and if you've not been in Singapore, it would be very, very interesting for you to listen in to this news article that I'm going to read out to you. It's about um, the, con- the population census in Singapore for you to understand a little bit about Singapore. And the title is More Singles, Fewer Babies, Slower Population Growth Since 1965. Five highlights of the population census. Singapore. Amid Singapore's slowest population growth since independence, not only are Singaporeans staying single, even those who marry are having fewer babies. The nation's sixth consensus since independence in 1965 also found other key trends set in motion decades ago to have solidified further. One was that Singaporeans of all ages and races are better educated than they were 10 years ago. Another finding revealed on Wednesday was that more do not consider themselves as having a religion. Conducted every 10 years, the census is the largest national survey undertaken here on key characteristics of the population. This includes data on demographic, social, economic, and employment issues, as well as on housing, transportation, and education. Singapore's total population rose from 5.077 million in 2010 to 5.686 million in 2020. More finding from Census of Population 2020 will be released on Friday. These are the key indicators released today. 1. Graying population. Over the past 10 years, Singapore's total population grew by around 1.1% each year, the slowest rate since independence. The number of citizens grew from 3.23 million to 3.52 million, while the number of permanent residents held steady 
at around half a million. The population is also aging, a shift that has ongoing multifaceted impact on the economy. Those aged 65 years and older formed 15.2% of the resident population in 2020, a marked rise from 9% in 2010. The age distribution of resident population. Here I see from the graph, the population of 65 years and older constitutes 15.2%, while those aged 15 and below is 14.5%. The median age rose from 37.4 to 41.5 years over the same period. The child dependency ratio or residents aged below 20 years per 100 residents aged 20 to 64 decreased from 36.5 in 2010 to 30.6 in 2020. The old age dependency ratio or residents aged 65 years or over per 100 residents aged 20 to 64 years increased from 13.5 years to 23.4 years over the same period. Point number two, more Singaporeans are staying single. The proportion of singles among resident population for male from age 20 to 24 um, is 98.3% and for female of the same group age 20 to 24 is 95.9%. And the proportion of singles among male aged 45 to 49 is 14.1% versus female between the age of 45 to 49 is 15.3%. So there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's the proportion of singles that has risen and the proportion of single male aged 45 to 49 is 14.1 and for female of the same bracket is 15.3%. In a trend that has implications for continued population growth, the proportion of singles rose across all age groups over the past 10 years, with the sharpest increase among younger Singaporeans aged 25 to 34. The proportion of single male among those 25 to 29 rose from 74.6% to 81.6%. And for women, it rose from 54 to 69% um, of singles from the same age group. And it is also found that less educated men were likely to stay single, whereas the opposite was true of women, which means less educated women are less likely to stay single, which is very interesting. Number three, those married are having fewer babies. 
So the average number of babies born by each age group per resident for ever married female are for 2020 for 50 years and older is 2.44 children and for the total population it is 2.04 which means for every married woman that has a child it is 2.04 children for every married female and this has decreased from 2010 whereby the total children being born from an ever married female was 2.24 so that's a little bit of a worrying sign because that's not the replacement number, the universal uh, ratio for replacing old age. And here it also says that women, especially if they were more educated, had fewer children. The average number of children born per resident woman aged 40 to 49 years who had ever been married fell from 2.02 in 2010 to 1.76 in 2020. So you're talking about for resident women. The number of children fell to 1.76 in 2020. So that's a worrying sign for a woman that is aged from 40 to 49 within that bracket um, and also within this age group women who were university graduates had an average of 1.66 children in 2020 marking a steady decline from 1.74 children 10 years ago and 1.95 in 2000 so here it says that the more women are highly educated, the less children they are likely to have. So for now, in the population census, it is found that in 2020, for each graduate women, they are likely to only produce 1.74 children in year 2020. So this is a worrying sign because it cannot reach the population replacement rate of a population which leads to a growing population or an aging population. Number four, it is found that through the population census, Singaporeans are better educated. Singaporeans are also better educated among residents aged 25 and over. Almost six in 10 attained post-secondary or higher qualifications up from less than half in 2010. The Chinese, Malay and Indian communities all saw improvement and women have closed the gap with each success, successive cohort. Among residents aged 55 years and older in 2020, the proportion with post-secondary or higher qualifications was 34% for men and 22.8% for women. 
This narrowed to a 2.4 percentage point difference among those aged 35 to 44 years. So, therefore, ladies and gentlemen, it is found that through the population census, the education、um, quality of the population across the board in all communities of all different races and all age groups, age 25 years and over, has increased dramatically. And according to the graph,、um, those that obtained university education constitute about 33. Point thirty-three point zero percent. The overall literacy remained high, with English being the language most frequently spoken at home, for about fifty percent of the residents aged five years and over in twenty twenty. Point five. Through the population census, it is found that there are more people with no religion. And this increase took place across all age group. So, ladies and gentlemen, these are some of the points for you as I've summarized in the in the 2020 population census in Singapore. And some of these numbers could be surprising to you because we've got only a population of barely six million,、uh, made up of、uh, close to.、Uh, Almost four million Singaporeans born Singaporean Singapore citizens, and the rest are、uh, permanent residents and foreigners working in Singapore. And according to the population, it is found that number one, there is a growing population. Number two, more are staying single. Number three, those married are having fewer babies. Number four, Singaporeans are better educated. Number five, more. Are with no religion. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you who would like to know more about Singapore, and that's Singapore for you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for、um, staying with me all these while.、Um, you know, it is going to be a great evening. It's today. It's Wednesday. I'm going to be your radio podcast every Monday to Wednesday. From 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Singapore time, which is 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time.
Hello, hello, hello. Hi there. Um, those of you who are listening in to the podcast to talk about life um, or listening in to uh, streamear.com at IOW Network. Thank you for being with me and I'm your radio uh, DJ, your host for um, my program, uh, Love Cafe Radio at IOW Network every Monday to Wednesday, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Singapore time. And I challenge you to send, uh, to share to five different people every day for the rest of the week for such a wonderful, lovely program that talks about life and love uh, and faith. And uh, just to uh, uh, reiterate the program for the week, every Monday we've got Kevin Padillo, who calls in from New York um, for his show, his special segment that is a Bible verse of the week. Um, and thank you, Kevin. That's a shout out to you for being uh, my guest for the special uh, Americano time with you. That is the Bible verse of the week. And that's when uh, Kevin uh, chooses a particular verse and reads out the verse and explains the verse and probably also talks about how he applies the verse to his life and that is so important i think ladies and gentlemen that you start your monday right you start your monday um, on a blessed note on a note um, of hope and positivism and full of god's promises and protection so that is uh, kevin padillo uh, calling in from new york on every monday 7 p.m and then you also have Rudy Miguel Flores calling in from Mexico City every day from Monday to Wednesday who shares with us about 30 minutes about anime culture and he is the podcaster of Pam L podcast that is in Spanish he is such a person that is an all-rounder um, uh, professor in English and also so has so much passion about the anime culture and anime industry so i learned a lot from him but it's really really entertaining too because it tells us about the different kinds of uh, anime aspects um, and it clarifies a lot of doubt that i have so that's rudy miguel calling in from mexico city and then i've got tori now unfortunately tori cannot be with us today um, because she is uh under the cloud uh, she's not feeling well she just texted me um, i'm not able to have tori today otherwise she would be here as my uh, special guest for her segment uh, for uh, music and entertainment scoop she's got such a lovely voice and we've got a song uh, from her that is being released uh, that has been just released uh, love or last um, and that it's also being played on IOW Network here on the radio station. And also, um, we've got Ben Kitchens, and Ben is going to call in a little while from Atlanta, Georgia. And if you missed the show yesterday, um, we spent about 65 minutes, uh, uh, Ben and myself, talking about the subprime crisis in 2007, 2008, and that stretch into 2009 in the United States that has such a ripple effect throughout the world. We talked and shared and analyzed some of these subprime uh, situations then. And also today we're going to continue episode 2, part 2 of the subprime crisis, plus the current housing market in Singapore and also the current housing market in the States. 
um, and also uh, about uh, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, where he's based. I'm going to listen in a little bit um, to uh, Ben, who's going to call in very soon. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being uh, with me. And uh, I would love to hear from you. Write to me to tell me where you're from. Hashtag, hashtag be my guest. So that's, um, I think, um, Ben Kitchen calling in uh, from Atlanta, Georgia. So um, while I have Ben to hold on for a while, I would like to thank everyone for being here with me. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being with me. And uh, Ben is already on the other side of the line. I'd like to welcome him. Um, hi, Ben. Is that you there, right there? Hi, Ben. Um, Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, he's calling in from Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you so much, Ben. Um, just to tell you and just to let the, the listeners know, it is 8... Uh, oh, it is 9.02 p.m. in Singapore where I am. It's a lovely evening now, and probably a lot of people would have had their dinner. I had my dinner before I start my podcast, an early dinner. And then it's a lovely dinner, but in Singapore, it's warm, it's humid. Um, usually, it rains every day. Um, it rains more if there's a monsoon, but otherwise, it's just uh, a shower, um, you know, that happens like half an hour. We are, are we are a little island, a city-state here, and we're probably one of the last city-states on Earth that is independent, that we do not have ties, and we are totally sovereign. So, Ben, you are here with me. Thank you and welcome you to Singapore, Ben. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. I, I, I like doing this. It's, it's nice. Yes, and, and I love to have you. Um, you know, I still remember we had such a wonderful time um, in February when we did the prolonged pandemic. Um, did, did you ever think that the, the pandemic is going to stretch out this way and this long? You know, I, was, I had a podcast last night. Yeah. Um, I had a podcast last night. And actually, to be totally honest, yeah. I actually thought, in the beginning, I actually thought it could go on for years. I mean, wow. Really. Okay. Because think about it. Um, think about it. AIDS. Um, mm -hmm. So AIDS. AIDS was discovered in the late 70s or early 80s. Uh, there's historical evidence now that says that it really was always with us. But it was discovered in the 70s or 80s. But they just now came out with a vaccine for it, I think, last year. Mm. So I really thought that this could go on forever. Mm. I mean, not forever, but for decades. Yeah. And I was fortunate enough, because I have a podcast, I was fortunate enough 
to talk to a tech journalist. His name was Dana Blankenhorn. Yeah. And I talked to him several times. Um, he was on the phone several times. And I don't remember if this thing he said actually made our podcast that actually was released or not. But what he said was that they're using blockchain uh, computing technology and supercomputers and they're, they're going to come up with this vaccine really fast. Mm. And if he hadn't said that, if he had not said that, I honestly would have thought, I mean, I'm in general, I'm pro vaccine. Yeah. But if he hadn't said that, I might have thought, well, why did it take nine months to come up with a vaccine? Mm. You know, like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Mm. I mean, you but, mean it made it easier because they were using blockchain and the data? They were using block. They were using blockchain technology, and they were yeah. taking computers like, all over the Simulations, world, literally yeah. all over the world, yeah, and tying them together. Yeah. And that's that's what did it. Yeah, yeah. That's what did it. Wow. Boy. Yeah, they used the technology yeah. and the intelligence of the people all over the world, the scientists. That feeds the data. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And yeah. really, truly, this was a international. This this um, vaccine was an international thing. And it was an international like, that's how it, Yeah. yeah exactly. Mm. And that's how you're going to have, there's going to be, I forget all the diseases now. That they mm. say, well, because we can do this with this disease, we can do that with with that. Yeah. All the other diseases. Yeah. And I forget the list of diseases that are going to be eradicated mm. pretty much within the next five or six or ten years. But mm. there's quite a, it's quite a long list. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. it's quite a long list. Yeah. I just want um, I just want to ask you, like Ben, how did you get these guests onto your show? How did you get them? Where did you Where do you find them? Well, um, I'll tell you, um, I, okay, so I started my podcast as a, as a history deep dive into COVID-19, yep. or actually into the Spanish flu, yep. and because I have a master's degree in history, and history fascinates me, yep. so, so what happened was, I'll never forget this as long as I live. I was walking through the living room in my house yep. and the television was on and you know how televisions are big now. Yes. Right? Huge. So like you have to, exactly. Like you have to watch it, whether you want to watch it or not, your, your eye has to catch it. Yeah. Um, there was a press conference that, Trump, that Donald Trump gave. Mm-hmm in which he said something that sounded exactly like Woodrow Wilson said it. Mm, which is? I, I forgot, but it was something along the lines of only Democrats can get the, can get, it was like only Democrats could get the, the, the COVID virus or whatever oh. he even called it. I don't even remember what he called it. Yeah. But I, I, Stopped. I stopped walking and stood there and looked at the television, and my mouth was no. open. And, no. And I was like, <laughs> I need to cover COVID. I need to cover COVID, right? Yeah. Now, 
didn't go to school for, I, I mean, I took biology in high school. Um, I had a roommate in college for years that, that studied biology. Um, but so that's the extent of my biology knowledge. But what I am is I'm really intelligent. And so I read a bunch of books on viruses or I was already doing that because of, uh, because of the Spanish flu podcast I was doing. Right. So I understood things like, um, so with COVID, you can, you can, because it's a new virus with COVID. So a virus changes generation every two weeks, right? So because it's so new, something about it can be one way. And then a couple months later, it can be totally different. Yeah. Totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I knew because I had gone to college for, and I'd studied history and I'd studied political science and I'm kind of an expert in something called world systems theory. Oh, I would love um, to hear that next time and have a lecture, oh, sure. master class from the master. I, I would love to talk. Yes. You know, to the extent that I like to talk about world systems theory, I'd, <laughs> I'd like to tell you about it. Okay. But, um, but essentially, so essentially, you know, I'm somebody that I might not have the scientific knowledge, but mm -hmm. I can read an abstract. I can read a, a, a science abstract. I can yeah. read journals, you know. So I did. Yeah. And I learned about COVID. And what I learned was that this is pretty serious. And I learned the reason why, you know, Some of the reason why we had all these lockdowns and all this was because the, the medical professionals honestly had no idea what was going to happen. Like in the very beginning, the medical professionals honestly had no concept of where this thing could go, right? Um, I'll give you an example. Okay? Yep. Um, Early in the pandemic, early in the pandemic, people thought the only way to get, the only way this could hurt you is through a upper respiratory involvement or lower respiratory involvement. They did not understand that it was a disease also of the circulatory system of, the, of, the, of your blood and, and things like that. So they weren't aware of strokes and heart attacks and uh, I think recently there was a 19 year old who died of a heart infection mm -hmm. due to COVID. Wow, 19. So, yeah, and there was also nothing wrong with it. There was no health complications or anything like that. So, so early in the pandemic, they did not know that it was a heart condition as well, right? And they, they certainly didn't know that it could cause brain damage. Right? Okay? Yep. Um, also, in this country, and I think I've told you this before, but I'm happy to tell you again. Yep. In this country, in my country, when you die, when you pass away in this country, you die at the county level. Okay? So, what that means is the county... Um, I guess medical examiner uh, makes a makes a call as to how you die. 
like decides how you die, right? What kills you? What do I put as the number one cause of death on this death certificate, right? Yep. Um, now, unfortunately, unfortunately with COVID-19, uh, in this country, COVID-19 is a, um, it's a political thing, okay? And that's totally unfortunate. Um, now, you can have uh, Republican uh, medical examiners. Yep. And medical examiners who vote Republican. Who yep. We're Trump supporters who did not, who just, no, you died of the flu. Or you died of this, or you died yeah. of that. What did you die of? You died of a heart attack. People die of heart attacks all the time. Mm. You know, da 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 da. Or yeah. what did you die of? You you died of a you died of a lung infection. Well, let me tell you something. My sister works at a major uh, Atlanta hospital. Yep. Um. She's a nurse. Yes. And one of the things that she did early in the pandemic, because she's really good at her job, is she was assisting with autopsies. Oh. Because, because the hospital, mm-hmm. so this, this hospital is a major hospital in, in Metro Atlanta and in the country, by the way. There's, there's more babies born in her hospital than anywhere else in, in my city, mm. in, in my area, mm. okay? Um, by, by quite a wide margin, I have to say. Okay. Um, okay. So she was helping out researchers trying to figure out about COVID. Yeah. So she was sitting it. So she was helping out with the autopsies. Yeah. And she said, she said, Ben, she said, the phlegm in the lungs of COVID deaths. Yeah. It's as thick as bathroom caulk. Is it what? It, it's as thick as there's a substance called caulk yep. that we put between the bathroom tiles. And it's really thick. Oh yeah, it's like the whitish silicon, silica, silicon thing, right? Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. like yes, that, right? Yes. Yep. Yes, yes. And it's really, really thick. Yep. And then there's no way you could breathe with that in your lungs. So of oh, course they my die. Oh god. Yep. So that she yeah. did the autopsy, and that's what they found. Yeah. So she helped out with the autopsies, and that's that's what they were finding. Wow. And. Yeah, and also, she's also really, really good at finding your veins. Mm. When you do when you do IVs, yep. she's really, really good at finding your veins. Yep. And she had done infection control, something called infection control at her previous job. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they they had her doing a little bit of the COVID protocols, and, and they had her doing, um, putting IVs in COVID patients. Mm-hmm. And she said, Ben, I'm, let me tell you something, Ben. Yep. There's people dying of this that, mm. that don't get marked down as COVID. Mm. Like she said that. She declared. told me that. Yep. Yep. She, she said yep. There's, there's people getting, you know. And the other thing I got to tell you about, because you have a Asian audience. Yep. So the other thing I got to tell you about um, my country is that in my country, um, our our not our healthcare system, mm-hmm. but the way in which the healthcare system is paid for, yeah. called we call that health insurance yes. in this country, yeah. is it's backwards. It's backwards. It's it's 
frankly, it's barbaric. Yeah. Um, barbaric. To be to be honest with you, it, yeah. it's it's shameful. Mm. Um, so let me just go over. Let me just go over a few of the reasons why I think there's more COVID deaths than, of course. than there yes. really are. Yep. Um, so in, in my country, a lot of times your your health insurance comes from your employer. Mm. Now, the courts have said, the, the courts in my country mm. have said that while, you're, that while your boss does not get to see your health records, your boss can see what you're using the health insurance to do. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Which isn't exactly a health record, but it kind of is. Yes, an indication. So. Yeah. Exactly. So if you're getting a COVID, if you're getting COVID treatment mm-hmm. with your employer covered with your employer health insurance, mm-hmm. you know your your boss could fire you. Oh. Might be able to fire you, and so right. Or also, like, you know, there's a lot of people in my country that don't have health insurance. Mm. There's a whole lot of people in my country that don't have health insurance at all. Um, There's a lot of people. I I had a podcast guest on uh, my podcast, um, which I didn't release and I don't really plan to. Mm -hmm. Um, But... He said that the average American works three jobs. Mm. Now, I don't know if that's true, mm. but I do know that if you have three jobs, you also don't have time to go get tested for COVID mm. or to get COVID treatments or yep. whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Also, so I live mm-hmm. in the American South and it's very hot and humid where I live. Yeah. And you got to have air conditioning. Well, COVID-19 goes crazy in air conditioning. Yes. Okay, COVID-19 can travel through air conditioning. Yeah. Okay. So, for example, there was an apartment complex kind of near me. Yeah. And half the people in that complex died. Wow. Essentially, essentially, at the time, half the people in that complex died from heart attacks. Wow. Now, remember, now remember, this was before we knew that COVID-19 caused heart attacks. Yeah. Okay. But so, yeah. And that, okay, and, and I talked to a fella, I talked to a man who worked for the medical examiner's office in... Yeah. New Jersey. And he told me this insane story about his, okay, he lived in a duplex. Do you know what, you you might not know what a duplex is. I know. It's It's an apartment with upstairs and downstairs, with the stairs. Okay, sure, we'll go with that. But really, I've never been to his place. Yep. He lives in New Jersey. That's thousands of miles away. I don't know. We'll, we'll go with that. Mm-hmm. It's basically two. It's basically two houses or two homes, mm-hmm. essentially under the same roof. Yep. Okay, but they. I think they have two front doors or whatever. However, they work. Mm. All right. So the point is, he was saying like the other duplex, the yep. people in the other duplex yep. died. Wow. The whole, the whole family in the other, 
the whole like um, died. situation yeah. in the other duplex died. And he was saying, now I saw them on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> and they were dead by Tuesday. Oh, shut And see, yeah, yeah, for real. Wow. They were dead by Tuesday. From COVID. And, well, no, this is where this is where his job at the medical examiner comes in. Yep. Now this was in January. Yep. Mm. Okay. That he told me this Before, was in January I see. when he said this. Yep. When this happened. Yep. Now he said, he said, I'll never forget. He said, now I work at the medical examiner's office. Mm. So I'm talking to the medical examiner about because these are my neighbors. I'm talking to the medical examiner. Yeah. And the medical examiner said, well, I mean, they all died of a heart attack. Wow. This whole family. This whole family died That's of strange, a heart attack. strange, right? But, yeah. He said, but, here's the thing. Yeah. He said, but, okay, I, I get I get the man, okay? I yeah. get the man. He smoked. He drank. Yeah. But he was only 40 years old. Yeah. He was only 40 years old. Yeah. But here's what I don't understand. Mm. Right? The medical examiner says. He said, here's what I don't get. I don't understand the three children. Yep. I don't understand the three kids. How do three children have heart attacks? Die of a heart attack this, the same weekend. Yep. How does that happen? Yep. This must be something <laughs> environmental, right? That triggered all well, of them. It, yep. Right. And, and then he said, and then he tells me, he yep. goes, well, see, now we know that COVID causes heart attacks. But back yes. in January, we didn't We never know. know. Yep. We never did. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So that's just, that's just yeah. a little bit of the reasons why I don't, when I hear that 600,000 people died of COVID. Yes. I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right, know. Ben, because I read the news today. Um, America just hit 600,000 deaths. And if according to what we think we know, um, you know, some of these news reports throughout the world that for every one uh, reported COVID-19 death, there could be up to 10 um, related COVID-19 death that is not declared as COVID-19 death. That could, so it could be 10 times throughout throughout that's, the world that's six yeah that's six million people yep yep it could be and they are right. not registered because they are like in related situation and and of course in many countries um the healthcare system is not up to date sufficient to be able to detect or declare um what is it well, so so therefore there's a lot of under under detect under declared cases you take, for example, in you take, for example, in Florida, mm -hmm. which is the state below me. Mm. In the state of Florida, if you and I were to go to Florida together, mm -hmm. right? And let's say we're not married or, or we're not related, but mm -hmm. you and I, we go to Florida. Mm -hmm. If you or I were to die mm -hmm. while, we, while we were in Florida. Neither one of us could legally identify that person, mm. the other person. Oh, okay. Florida, okay. you have to be related. Next of kin, okay. You have to be related or married to each other. Yep. And I look at 
honestly, I look at the COVID deaths in Florida, and I'm just thinking, yeah, but see, I know the law in Florida about having bodies identified. Mm. Okay? Yep. Like, I know that law. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had, I had a friend. When I used to live in Florida, I had a friend, um, and his girlfriend died. His girlfriend died, uh, was shot. And he could not identify the body. Even though they'd been dating for years, he could not identify the body because he was not legally next to Ken. So, yeah. <laughs> Are you still there? You still there, Vicky? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. And and you know, I but read, I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah. And, and you know that today I read. What'd you read? Yeah, I, I'm just thinking that you know the news that I read about America hitting 600 um, uh, COVID um, 19 deaths. 600,000. Yeah, 600,000. Yeah, 600, um, for me, definitely, it it goes to it. It is just means uh, it is declared. It is declared, but you know a lot of cases it is not declared or not counted under. Uh, COVID-19 death or COVID-19 related death, like in Singapore or in many parts of, of the world um, for, for whatever reasons. Um, and in Singapore, the reported number of COVID-19 um, death that is directly uh, related to COVID-19, which I think they mean inflammation of the lungs, um, it's about 35 or 36 so other death, um, it's not declared. Um, they say it is according to the WHO uh, recommendations. So, so, but I would think that, like what you say, like heart attacks, um, like you say earlier, it will not be counted under COVID-19 um, fatality. It might be now, I, I don't know. But mm. that's, only, that's only if they choose to do that. I mean, mm. Yeah, that is if they choose. You know, plus like, yeah, plus like in this country, like, you know, that little thing you said where for every one COVID death, there's probably 10 more. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. It was reported. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was reported in some articles that I read. Yeah. Yeah. I believe you. Yeah. You know, the the word, you know, English is a, is a wide, widely read language. And, you know, I certainly read newspapers all over the world yeah um but i didn't know that i mean that's not reported at all in this country yeah i read some international um uh uh, articles uh, that's insane yeah because in many countries uh, i mean for example you're talking you're also including developing and underdeveloped countries whereby the healthcare system um it's, it's it's not up to it's not up to par you say right. so it's really wow. difficult for them to track and there's no incentive for them to declare um, and for them to be transparent uh, to report in the papers or report to the to the university I think in America it is uh, John yeah. Hopkins that is uh, tracking the numbers right 
Job, Hop, Hopkins right. University. Yeah. There's no incentive. There's, there's no yeah. incentive. Yeah, and that's why when I read the news in Singapore, um, I read a lot with of skepticism because if they don't get the numbers yes. down, it just means that this administration is incompetent. So therefore, the only incentive is for them to just not report the truth. Well, right? I'll tell you. The, I'll tell you the truth. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you something right now. Yeah. Um. So officially, yeah. Florida and California yeah. have um, the same deaths per capita. Yeah. Now, that's odd because Florida didn't have any restrictions. Yeah, California but California did. was really strict. Yeah. 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 Well, here's the funny part. Mm. Okay. Um, I cannot talk to a person who believes COVID is real, who does not think that somehow Florida is. Um, I guess to use an American idiom, uh, kind of fudging the numbers yes, or I know. sort of making it making it up or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, but for you to tell me that, I mean, I believe it. Yeah. I totally believe it because, I mean, I know people. I, like, I went to high school. Let's see. I know five people from my high school that passed away. Wow. That I, that I went to high school with that passed away. I know, let me think. In 2020, 2021. Yeah, from, directly from COVID. Wow. I know, I know, let me think. I know, because I went to college for 13 years, so let me remember. God, I'd say about 12 people from college altogether that either died of COVID or got COVID. Um, yeah, about 12, one more than that. Gee, hmm. yeah, my neighbor got COVID. Yeah. My neighbor two houses down got COVID. Um, you know. Yeah. You know, yeah. 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 Um, wow, I didn't know that. You know, I mean, like, for example, you know, I wouldn't really want to say this, but, you know, like, for example, um, what's happening in, in some parts of the world now, um, I don't want to, like, point out, but, you know, it is happening in, like, certain parts of the world that if you look at the news, it could, it is just um, huge, a humanitarian crisis now, um, you know. Yeah. Is, is really really just rampaging rampaging uh, the population um, and I mean for example for example if we look at India what's happening um, uh, you know they, they don't they, they, they don't have the ability to cope with the numbers I'm talking about numerically they don't even have the ability to cope with human lives right now I mean talk about just getting updated the data i mean i don't think they could even do that because they don't have the time to do that when they're really like fighting the fire on the front lines um in the hospitals um, in some of these uh, cities so uh, we're talking about a lot a lot of countries that do not have the ability 
um, statistically uh, speaking, to keep up with that uh, uh, reporting standards, the reporting transparency, because they do not have, number one, that kind of capability uh, in their system that is installed even before uh, the pandemic. And when the pandemic hits, it's even going to be worse. That This is what we see. So um, I don't blame these countries because they do not have the systems in place uh, you know, um, already. But on top of that, there are countries um, that do not have the incentive to report to the public. Uh, I mean, you're talking about politicians, right? Um, you're talking about politicians who need to be voted in. Um, look at what's happening, what happened to New Zealand. So um, the prime minister um, got voted in easily because she controlled the numbers so well, she controlled the situation so well. So that's, that's the incentive. If they could just fudge the numbers or bring the numbers down, um, the, the risk of them not being um, voted, uh, uh, their risk of them just being ejected from the system, uh, it's much lower. You know, because they are just like covering, um, they're just pulling the wool, wool uh, over every, everyone's eyes. That's how I see it. I mean, I don't trust the numbers at all, Ben. Well, the thing, I mean, the thing that I realize that I'm thinking about now is, like, I remember when I was, I remember talking to these people, like, for my podcast, you know, to promote my podcast. I remember talking to these other podcasts. Yeah. And they would tell me things like, they would tell me things like this one lady told me all these people that she knew that had, they didn't die, but they had, you know, somebody lost an arm or somebody lost a foot or somebody lost this or whatever. And I'm just going through those wow. people with her and I'm just like, how many people does a person actually know? Like in your life, how many people do you actually know? Right. That you could say, well, this person, that person, the other person, the other person, Bob, I mean, you know, right? And it's like, Jesus. Yeah. But see that six million number. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense to me because in this country right now, we have what we call, a, or what they call a worker shortage, right? They have yeah. a worker shortage. And that makes a lot of sense. That six million number, that... That makes much more sense than than um, than the six hundred thousand. Just yeah. based on what I see in the world, I mean, just based on how, like, I mean, I know somebody, I know people, like you, you meet people, and they'll tell you, "Oh yeah, so and so had a heart attack." Yeah. And you're like, eh, "I don't know. Did they?" Mm. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, how old are they? They've never smoked in their life. How old are they? Yeah. 45? Mm. I don't think so. Mm. You know, I don't think. Mm. But okay. Mm. You know, like, I, I get it. Mm. I get it. So, Ben, can, can you just, like, tell the, um, the, the listeners listening in and also myself that, you know, I, I don't have a camera that see the streets, um, the cities of America. And even if I do, I watch, like, if I watch CNN on YouTube or, or I watch uh, Bloomberg that is on, like, 24-7 um, on my screen, uh, which usually just shows the Zoom interview, not the people in the street. And they don't really talk to the people. 
the main street people. Okay, so I don't know what's happening in America on the ground, and, and people don't know what's happening on the ground with people's lives. Now, tell me how prepared are you? My question is to live this post-pandemic life. If we define that post-pandemic starts now, because I see your president at G7 with the mask off and then interacting without social distancing with the other people, <laughs> and I suppose um, when he gets back, um, and 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 of, and of course his age, you know, is like seventy-seven or seventy-eight. But if that indicates this is the post-pandemic era. Could you describe to us if you are one of the main street people now? How are you gonna live your life? How is it gonna? How's it gonna be? Describe. Well, um, I'll tell you. Yeah. Uh, for the rest of my life. Mm. Um, uh, now I lived through nine eleven. Mm. I lived through. Um, the 2008 crash. Mm. Um, I'll just always, I, you know, I'll, I'll always think in the back of my mind whenever something new like this happens, I'll, I'll always think in the back of my mind, okay, yeah, sure, my country, you know, ended fascism in Europe. My country put a man on the moon. Okay, fine. But you know what else my country did? My country fell down. Fell Absolutely down. Absolutely fell down when it came to COVID. Now, I don't know if they, you know, I'm not in charge. Yep. I, I don't know what I would have done. Mm. You know, I, I don't know what I would have done. I know that I would have done something else for mm. sure. But I'll always just sort of think, well, it's good, you know, I think about it like this. Okay. Let's say you had, you know, if this were something more serious than COVID, what, you know, what would we be like? Mm. You know, because one thing you see everywhere in this country today, right mm. now, everywhere, mm. is you see a lot of people going around yeah. um, you see a lot of driving around you see so the traffic is basically back to normal but you see like a lot of homeless people oh a lot of homeless people more homeless people more yeah people more. who people who are just being um, displaced by the pandemic but that have been displaced i have in my own neighborhood yeah i have there are people I know that are living with people. Yep. I mean, I know that. I know they're living with people mm. um, because of the pandemic. Mm. They lose their jobs, um, etc. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And I have, I mean, if you think about all the help, I mean, you, you can't see it, but anytime, anywhere you go in my city, yep. anywhere you go, Every, literally every door, every storefront yep. has a help wanted sign out. All of them. What? A what? They're either a help wanted, like 
jobs. Uh, oh, okay. Help more they're, in it. Yep. They're, they're looking for people. Yep. Either that or the place is boarded up. Like there's oh. no, uh, there's no businesses or whatever. Yeah. Um, the other thing like you notice is when you go to the, when you go to the grocery store, yeah. you see a lot of, um, there are people that it's just, people are kinder. Yeah. Uh, they're more kinder and everybody, mm. everybody like when you look in their face and you see like, it's like we've all been through something. Mm. We've all, we have we this shared experience. Wow. Well said. And think about how shared it. Yeah. Think about how shared it is. Wow. How I'm talking shared. to you. Yeah. You're in Singapore. Wow. <laughs> you know, like. You still kind of wrap around your head around this pandemic after like 17 months. Like, wow. It's like, it just still blows my mind when I think about that. Yeah. What we're going through. And, and you know what, Ben, just to let you know that Singapore, um, we just had a semi-lockdown, uh, which was kind of released um, on Monday. But today we had another news from the minister that, uh, you know, we can't go any further in releasing the lockdown uh, because now the number is about five people um, uh, you can only meet five different people um, in a social gathering and, and you can't have uh, sit in in restaurants um, it's only delivery and takeaways so it's like a semi lockdown um, so I think it's 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 still like there there are countries like in Singapore like it's getting to people's minds People used to be very, very compliant and disciplined, but now you get to see the news that um, someone is going crazy. Um, people are getting violent. Um, people are stabbing each other. Fights are breaking out. And I'm, I'm not saying that you can see it every day, but there are more reports of that. And, and we, don't, we never had that pre-pandemic. This is a very, very compliant um, society, this is a, we don't try to um, vent it out on another person. But, you know, the, the prolonged situation is that people are getting so frustrated, um, it's getting into their heads. So, you know, my question for you was, like, post-pandemic, um, how are people going to cope? And is the post-pandemic going to look like mid-pandemic? <laughs> um... No, it's going to change. Mm. There are going to be changes. Um, and I think some of the changes are going to be that, like with me. Yeah. Um, so I got into a discussion with my neighbor yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday afternoon, I got into a discussion with my neighbor. Mm. Um, and he, he said something about the building materials are just more expensive. Mm. And he told me a reason that I just thought was crazy. Mm -hmm. Like I literally thought, well, that, that's not it. That's not the real reason. Okay. Mm. So what's but the real I know reason? Somebody, yeah. But I know somebody who does know or who would know. Yeah. And so I texted him. I, you know, I got on my Facebook Messenger. Yeah. And I texted him and I said, hey, what's going on with these building materials? And he was yeah. like, 
he told me a much more you know plausible explanation like. but i think that's going to be it yeah i think i think people realize now that you can communicate with people mm. all over the world mm. um you yes. know more truthfully like think, uh, okay yeah 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 i i, I and also yeah. like great okay also like here's something yeah here's something i get mm. like i haven't cut my computer on today yet but here's something i get mm. every day i get an email almost every day from somebody somewhere in the world mm. saying hey thank you for this podcast wow right or you know yeah and so people see like i see now that mm. i can say things that affect people mm. like i can say stuff mm. that affects humans yeah you see what i'm saying yes all over the planet all over the planet yep um it's like we're just a small little ball yep. in this yep. great big place mm and we can affect people anywhere in the yes. world. Yes. And you know, True. that's the lesson I got from this. The lesson I got from this. Yeah. And I was thinking this before. It wasn't like this changed my attitude or whatever, but I'm going to try to be kind. Wow. To people. Wow. Because here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. We're all going through something. Yes. I mean, all of us we're all going through a thing yep you know like you know like you've got i mean people we've all got situations and so people mm. think things that mm. they you know that you think well why does somebody think that well they think that because of this or they think that because of that mm. or whatever and and i'll tell you something like um so i've talked to folks all over my country yep and you know conservatives liberals leftist radical you know radical reactionaries all sorts of people mm. all different political persuasions mm. and i think to myself mm. after a while i start thinking to myself why does this person think that mm. like, why do i think what i think mm. what are the sure. what are the reasons why do i believe that donald trump should have done xyz and he did Yes. Why does he why does the other person not believe that? Yes. What is going on in our lives that yes. makes us look at the same thing but different and like yeah and differently. Yeah. Like why does this person think why does person X think that you know this plague was invented by the Democratic Party? Yeah. Why do they think that? Why do I why do I not think that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because when you get right down to it, when you get right down to it, I'm just somebody reading information. Yeah. Right? Maybe mm. we're reading different information. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. You're reading it or you interpreting it differently. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so the thing I've learned to be kind. I mean, I'm yeah. not learned, but I'm I'm going to try to be kind. Yeah. More yeah. than than I, I was before. Wow. I mean, yeah. you, you are, you know, and throughout these months, um, talking to you and building this uh, professional friendship and professional relationship with you, um, 
Ben, I've known you to be number one, uh, a person who works very hard, being impartial. Uh, and maybe that's part of your profession because you were a reporter, you are, you are a historian, you try to see it in both ways, um, and you try not to um, bring too much um, uh, discriminatory uh, color into your analysis, and I do appreciate that. And for what you just said about being kind, I mean, kudos to you. I mean, you are a good example of a good I mean, American, I'm, of a good okay, American. Okay, like, <laughs> for example, yeah. for example, yeah. my neighbor across, my neighbor across the street yeah. believes that, believes that COVID-19 was made up. She still does. He still does. He still does. He thinks it's made, he thinks oh. it's made up, it, you know, and not only did, who made it up? The Democratic Party made it up. They just—they made it up, and they're gonna—they're trying to kill businesses. What? That's, that's what they're trying to do. And, exactly. Yeah, and maybe it—it it maybe he should say that it is Singapore who made it up. <laughs> well, no, he thinks the Democratic Party in America made it up. <laughs> yeah, but the, well, you know—you okay. know what I'm trying to say. He could—he could say anything. <laughs> right. Exactly. So why does he think? You know, like. You know, why does he think that? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know, but I, I would guess it's because yeah. of various reasons. But, okay, why do I not think that? Yeah. I don't think that because I talk to people all over the world. But he I doesn't. don't think that yeah. because, I'm, because I'm very well educated and yeah. he's not. Yeah. I don't think that because uh, I know, like, okay, I know if I go to certain websites and they talk about uh, healthcare type stuff. Yeah. That website's not going to lie to me. It's not going to tell mm. me about some plague that doesn't exist. Mm. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> if anything, it's going to understate the numbers. It's not going to say like, yeah. Oh, there's a new plague that doesn't whatever. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. So like, Ben, like for for the next uh, um, thirty seconds or sixty um, seconds or so before I say goodbye to you, but I do hope that you come back next week um, at least once a week to my program um, to talk about uh, Ben's pick of the week, and, and that's your dedicated segment. Will that be good? Oh, that'll be fine right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I would love to have you, uh, and we will talk offline. Uh, after this about uh, which day you would love to come on um, it's always such a great um, education with you um, tell, tell, tell us anything you would like to wrap, wrap up you know I would love to talk to you again regarding the subprime crisis that you said you could talk about like three hours I would love to talk about that and tell you about what's happening here in Singapore and some of these things that will mirror um, the near future um, Ben yeah, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, I, I know your phone is ringing there. Would you like to have a quick wrap-up? Um, oh, it's my phone ringing. I thought it was yours. Yeah. Um, okay, the thing I'd like to say is I I have this podcast called The History of Voyager. Yeah. Fairly well listened to. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a curious person, and... 
I just, I don't want to say I enjoyed the pandemic because I didn't. Mm. What I did do was I grew. Mm, you grew. Yes. I totally grew. Wow. Um, I believe that. Yeah. And also, I'm never going to forget this for as long as I live. Wow. Yeah. And um, post-pandemic, okay, I'm going to ask you this question again. Like, what marks, what marks post-pandemic? What, at what event or what time do you think um, it should? Uh, should we talk about this um, in our next um, episode, too? I think we should, because I really have to go. But I'd, yeah. I'd love to talk to you um, yeah. just whenever. And um, Yeah, we'll, talk, we'll take this offline. Yeah, and I know that you have to go because I've taken you like 51 minutes. Um, it's such a wonderful time to have you. Uh, ben, you always challenge our thoughts, our analysis, and our intellect. I always love to have you. Thank you so much, Ben. And without further ado, um, salute to you and all the um, uh, blessings to you and to your family um, for, for the rest of the week. Oh, thank you. All right, I'll talk to you next week. You better okay, run. Sure. Yep, you better yeah. run. Thank you. It was a wonderful session we had. Okay, I'll talk to you. Bye. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was Ben Kitchens of the History Voyager. Thank you once again, uh, Ben, for being with us. Um, and I would love to have him back um, as soon as we nail down which day he's going to be our long-term uh, uh, segment co-host uh, for my Love Cafe Radio. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen. It's almost three hours. I have been podcasting to you live from Singapore to Indo-Pacific and to America. And you have heard from uh, callers, our guest callers, calling in from Mexico City, um, Atlanta, Georgia, and myself. I like to say a good Thank you, and my challenge to you for the rest of the week is to refer this and to share this to five different people for the rest of the week. And this is Love Cafe Radio. I'm Vicky Esther, your radio DJ, podcasting to you live from Singapore. Hashtag be my guest. Write to talk about live 777 at gmail.com and I will sign up right now. It is 9.55 p.m. Singapore time. A great evening here and a great morning to you wherever you are in America or in Europe. In getting into the evening time um, in, uh, oh, in the immediate afternoon in Europe. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. I see you next Monday and you stay safe. Love from Singapore.